I'm Neil O'Malley, Digital Campaign Manager for CPL. Today I'm joined by Siobhan McGrath and Neve Heatherton from the Dublin Ladies Football Team to talk about the transformation of Dublin Ladies Football and Women's GEA. Siobhan, Neve, thanks very much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Siobhan, we'll start with yourself. Can you tell me about the development of women's football from a skills perspective? Has it increased much in recent years? And how do you continue to improve your own skills? The development, I suppose, I've probably been playing at this level for like two decades now at this stage. And I suppose I've kind of seen it develop and grow over them, them two decades. And yeah, I think the skill level has massively improved. I think even just like simple basic skills, like being able to kick comfortably and use both hands, the kick comfortably off both feet and use both hands um, is massive. I do think... I think increased participation has massively helped this. So it obviously is the, it's the fastest growing female sport um, has been for the last number of years. And I think that in itself, with increased participation, you have more people playing against each other. That like straight away encourages competitiveness. People want to improve. People want to be the best. So in that, they turn around and they practice their skills more. I think then probably there's been I found that the development of game plans and analysis in the game um, has just grown from strength to strength. I think personally for me to improve my skills, I think and as a player, you have to be able to identify and critique yourself. So you have to be able to identify what your weaknesses are and what your strengths are um, and then be able to put in into place ways to um, improve them. And then when you are going by your analysis, you've been able to really look at your own performance and identify how you can improve that. And I think that's, but I think that's what a lot of people um, would do to improve their own skill set. And Eve, how about you? How do you continue to improve your skill level? I think as a team, like we all kind of, like it's, it's all fed into that training. Like there's not one training session where we don't practice our solo and our hand passing at the start of it. Like our management are like so uh, concentrated on like keeping our skills at the at a top level. So like if we weren't practicing them at every sh- single training session, like they we just forget about them. Like literally hand passing, kicking, solo, and like at the start of each training session helps massively because you're getting touches in on the ball before your session even starts. And Siobhan. It's probably fair to say that the fitness aspect and athleticism of women's GAA has become just as important as the skill level in today's game. Do you remember when that change first happened and what was the catalyst for it? The transition of the last few decades has just been unbelievable. So like I, I came in to the panel, senior panel, when it was actually Mick Brown's first time around with the seniors, so in 2003. And even at that time, um, I suppose Mick had brought it to you know a level that was above a lot of other teams, but just to see that transformation in the last couple of years has been astounding. Just even in two thousand and ten when we won, like we would have had you know very good gym structures and nutritionists and all that jazz. But what we thought we were you know at a very very high level, but when I came back in twenty eighteen, I actually could not believe the strides that had been made. Um, the just even the SNC and the nutrition structures that were in place now were just way more aligned with the men's game. Um, like the effort was always there. There was always the same effort, but just what has been put into it. And that, I suppose, it comes down to probably 
funding as well and like that again a better better interest in the game so it's it's attracting higher standards to our game but um yeah it's definitely like I know personally I don't think I would have ever came back and been able to get up to the level I needed to do without the the structure that's been put in place by the Dublin managers um or management team that's for sure um but yeah no it's just it's extremely important and you can see that when you go out if you're sometimes what gets us through some games sometimes is it is our fitness levels at times um so yeah no it's it's really really important um and yeah you, you really enjoy it as well great Niamh I'll start with yourself on this wellness is such an important and necessary topic in today's society and sport is no different how do you deal with the pressures involved and what sort of measures are in place now to help manage the mental health of players there is a, an awful lot of measures in place I know in our own setup like the support systems that are available to us is like top notch. Like no one will ever feel like they can't go to someone. Like if you're not comfortable going to any of the management team, we have a leadership group there that will feed back to the management team. If you only feel comfortable going to one of the players. So I think that mass is a massive thing. Um, for our own mental health like you know if you're in the worst if you're feeling in the dumps and you're not feeling good the last thing you want to do is go speak to one of your management team because when you're in that mindset like you think that's going to go against you like they're not gonna um they're not gonna pick you for this reason or whatever but having that having the support system that we have in place is like hugely beneficial to every single one of our players because no matter what like you there's always someone that you will that you will feel comfortable going to and raising your issue with and so yeah I think that has is a massive part of our 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 wellness as a team and that's it that support system is like unreal and Siobhan how about yourself I personally just kind of like to deal with them by myself and and work on myself that week coming up to games but I do think it's very individualized um, I do think it's probably different like per camp or whatever but um, I as Hedge said like our systems are our structures are very good it's very focused on player welfare not just about people's you know how people are doing in the football side of things but how they are doing personally and um, everyone really does look out for each other um, and we do have somebody in our in our management team that's that people can go to um for for any assistance in that side of things but um and as an organization as well i think the wgpa having them now is um is crucial at the moment just because they really do are they they're, they're obviously only new they're they're trying to um they're trying to make a lot of strides in what they're doing but they're getting there and i think it's um it's important for our game to have them and siobhan obviously the growth and success of the women's game means that the level of media attention and commitments have increased are there any programs available to help players deal with that side of the sport? Yeah, I think again, I think the WGPA have um have started a lot of new courses. Um, so they're and it's, now that they're, they're very much affiliated with the the GPA is um it's even it's be, it's even more beneficial for us. But um, I do think as well per camp they'll have different measures in place, and it is very controlled with us. Um, it's very much focused on making sure that um our players aren't exposed to any negativity. Um, unnecessarily um, you know it is an amateur sport and it's, it's well it's very much tied into the mental aspect as well like we want to make sure all our players are, are okay um, and if they're getting 
you know, bad exposure or whatever. Um, and that can be in any way through the media. Um, it's not good for us. So yeah, I think I think it's it is important for the management structure to make sure that they um are controlling controlling what's happening through the media with the with the panel. Neve, now that most restrictions have been lifted, players can essentially revert back to their usual training routines pre COVID. Can you talk a little bit about what that change back to normality has been like? Uh yeah, I kinda think it it was a bit of a shock to all of our bodies. Um when the restrictions were initially lifted I suppose going from trying to do your own work on your own like running on your own is not the same as going into a a team environment and everyone pushing each other so obviously it was a big step up like we all tried our our hardest to keep our fitness levels and skill levels up during COVID but it's not the same when you're going out training on your own as it is when you're going out with 30 girls around you like so I suppose yeah it's it's nice to be back in a in a camp of 30 girls and everyone's striving for the same uh end goal but yeah it was a massive step up um and obviously the as Siobhan spoke about earlier on the um fitness aspect of the game has massively improved so we were just focused on getting back up to the standard that we were at before COVID and trying to um, maintain them fitness levels and skill levels. Very good. Siobhan, how about yourself? Yeah, same. Like it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to keep the focus as well when you're not training in the team. Like we all play this game essentially. Yes, we love going out. We love winning, but we also love playing with each other and being part of a team and being able to push each other on. So, um, now we also we obviously had you know the usual the groups had Zoom sessions the WhatsApp groups etc. Um, but like Hedgeo said, it's just it's not the same. So it was kind of like it was great. It was like you know being let out again, just go and play with each other. So um, but I suppose we even with the restrictions lifted even further this year, we as regards our precautions haven't changed in any way. Um regard gym sessions you know we're still in our pods you know we, we have to make sure we're not exposing or letting it in like it's still out there like masks worn all the time and just even on a social scene you know we're still you know we're still missing I suppose that element we'd probably spend a lot more time with each other outside football field than we have done in the last you know year so um so, so it's great to have our full training sessions but there is other parts to it that is still restricted um and obviously we're trying to make sure, you know, we've got like an onus and responsibility to make sure that we uh, we keep it out of our camp. And finally, Niamh, the dedication and sacrifice required to play football at the highest level is huge. Do you remember when that shift first happened to you? What advice would you give to young girls aspiring to reach that level in the coming years? Um, yeah, so I was quite fortunate um, that I played at kind of the highest level I was able to play all the way up. Um I was involved with underage Dublin teams and stuff. Um and uh, luckily enough for myself when I was minor, um Bobby McNulty and Greg McGonagall were part of our management team who in the pre- previous I think three or four years had been involved with the senior team. So they kind of introduced that dedication and sacrifice into our minor set up so essentially we were like a mini um a mini senior team in our eyes so we were all as dedicated 
well, as we thought, we were as dedicated as the senior players. So it wasn't, for me, a massive shock to my system when I went up to senior level because we had kind of that experience um, at minor with management who were previously involved with the senior setup. So I was lucky in that sense. Like have fun, like the friendships you make through football is like they're second to none. Like so obviously make friends, stay friends with people through football because they are lifelong friends. Um, so yeah, just enjoy it and then it won't feel like a sacrifice. Brilliant. Siobhan, Niamh, thanks very much for your time and best of luck in the final. Thanks for having us. Mm, thank you.